Welcome. I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell with Panther City Partners. Welcome to the podcast this week. We are here this week to speak with Andrea Petty from ADP Coaching. She's going to talk to us a little bit about the transition of young adult kids from high school to college and what that path looks like for a traditional path versus a non-traditional path and the path that she and her family chose. Remember, um, we've been talking about transition and life changes, and so I thought it might be nice to have somebody not just me, on to talk about transitions in their lives. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks a lot, Leanne. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, what your kids are doing for college or what that path looks like for you. Because th- we've talked about this before. We both do work with college students. Mm-hmm. And the, the kinds of kids that we work with, usually our clients are usually students that are on that traditional trajectory trajectory for college. They went to high school in a four-year high school, and then they're moving on to college. Um, But your kids have done something a little bit different than that. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, we've chosen quite a different path for ourselves. (laughs) Both my children, uh, one's about to be 18, one's 19. They have both been homeschooled Mm -hmm. their, their entire time. They never went to school. And for the I'd say from about middle school on, they've been uh, unschooled where there's no traditional curriculum or uh, sit down classes or books or things like that. We just let them follow their own interests Mm -hmm. and provide what they need to do that. Mm -hmm. And that has worked very, very well. Okay. Um, I have my oldest has started community college and will be majoring in math. And uh, my daughter uh, is about to graduate, so to speak. Mm -hmm. She's at that age where we're officially done with her and (laughs) (laughs) she uh currently is choosing a path in the fitness industry so she's about to start certification to be a personal trainer and she's started an internship at uh, the gym where we work out oh awesome and so that's we're really excited for her because she's really into fitness and martial arts and so this seemed like a really good fit for her so Mm -hmm. she'll start uh learning some stuff and making some money and if it's a good fit for her then that's great if not we'll help her switch gears and sure do whatever it is she wants to do sure and so their path versus your path maybe to college (laughs) tell me a little bit about that difference (laughs) way different I had the very traditional route where Mm -hmm. you know we moved a lot but I went to high school Mm -hmm. then to uh, undergraduate then a master's degree Mm -hmm. that whole route grad yeah right straight through because really I don't think I really knew what else to do. So yeah. I just kept going to school until it <laughs> ran out and then I had to had to do something. So I know yeah. that I know yeah. that path. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, here we are. Okay. So yeah. So what made you decide that that path, the traditional path that that you had grown up with, what made you decide that was probably not the right path for your own kids? That's always an interesting question and it's hard, it gets harder and harder because we're so far away from that sure. initial decision that it's sometimes hard to remember why. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't that my husband or I had bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, that has nothing to do with it. It's not like, oh, I hated school. Right. I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't know. I think we chose a home birth option as mm-hmm. well. And so mm-hmm. both kids were born at home. And I think that kind of introduced us to an interesting new community of people that were much more independent right. and uh, self-reliant. Mm-hmm. And as I got to know people that did that, it really intrigued me to think about what would be different Mm -hmm. if the kids weren't in a like an institutional school setting and what that would open up for them right it was really just kind of an interesting idea to me and so and I you know I wanted 
the most important thing to be my relationship with my children. Sure. And I wanted to have a really good relationship with my children. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that might take more time than I would have with my kids if they were in school eight hours a day, five days a week on that schedule. Um, It's all about school. Right. Right. And I thought, well, you know, I really want it to be all about our family. Yeah. And our lives and experiences and things like Mm -hmm. that. And so that was kind of the beginnings, I think. And then we did have um, some issues with my son Mm -hmm. who we thought may have been ADD, but Mm -hmm. was not. And so we thought, well, definitely we're going to delay. And then as we finally kind of crossed that line and got into it, it's like, no, this is really the way to go. Mm -hmm. The way to go. A couple of things that you've said there have, have stood out to me in that you wanted to make the focus of your children's upbringing about your family. Right. And for you guys, it felt like the best way to do that was to keep them at home with mm-hmm. you more so that you sure. could so that you could have more time with them. It wasn't like you said about school is not a good place. No, it not was at all. just that, that, that you wanted to focus on that. Absolutely. And the other thing that I feel like is really interesting is um talking about that community. And so I'm wondering how that community that when you started with the home birth and you met this new group of people, how did, did, did that community follow you through or did, did you stay with that community throughout the, the non unschooling or did you develop different communities? I'm just wondering how that played a role. Yeah. In- uh, well, I guess through that community, I met more and more people in the homeschooling mm-hmm. community. So in the early years, yes, we had lots of play dates mm-hmm. and groups and learning circles mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things within mm-hmm. our homeschooling community. Okay. And it, you know, it was tricky for us because we're not homeschooling for religious reasons, which right. is a, a big motivator for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Sure. And, but that really wasn't our main focus. So mm-hmm. finding kind of opportunities for more secular activities mm-hmm. was a challenge, but we did. And we had a group and, you know, that was great. And uh, in the younger years, as the kids got older and had friends and more interests, um, our activities and their outlets were more directed towards their interests. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm wondering how that, um, that non-traditional path that your kids have started on helped propel them to their non-traditional paths for their young adulthood, for college, uh, for your older son, um, and then for not college for your daughter. Right. Well, I don't know. Cause it's hard to say, you know, if their non-traditional experiences played a role or if right. this was their natural personality. Sure. I don't know. They seem to have um, a good rapport with lots of ages of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of attribute that to homeschooling. They they work well with adults and kids. Right. They have good leadership skills. And I think that's given them more confidence to just mm. go out and do whatever it is they want to do. Sure, they're risk takers. Because, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, my son has always been very you know, bookish and mm-hmm. in his in his head. So college was a natural fit. Mm-hmm. And to pursue something like uh, mathematics, like pure mathematics, there's really no other place to do that. Sure. I mean, he does it on his own. Like he never right. really had any formal math classes, mm-hmm. but um, there's not really another outlet for that. Yeah, so that I see sense. him probably just finishing that and then teaching math because mm-hmm. that is his mm-hmm. hyper focus is math. Right. And Chloe is just a people person mm-hmm. and really out there and um so i think homeschooling and all the various experiences really gave her a lot of confidence to Mm -hmm. just kind of skip the college path if that was the case and not be so scared of right of that 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 there's there's time there's plenty Mm -hmm. of time Mm -hmm. so go do this thing 
right. that's not what you want, then college not going anywhere. You exactly. know, it will be there. It'll be there. <laughs> it'll be fine. And so I think that, mm-hmm. if nothing else, mm-hmm. is just like the, the the courage to just go right. do something. So she definitely has a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that um, fearlessness plays out for you, because it takes a lot, a certain amount of courage for the parent to be able to let go of what um, the traditional route is, especially when you grew up with that traditional yes. route, because there's a lot of different pressures from family, from friends, from just random strangers who yep. think that that's weird that, you, that you've done, your, that you've chosen mm-hmm. that path. So how, how does that feel as, as an adult? I would say that at this point, this transition, this is the hardest. Really? Yeah, you had a little bit of that in kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. you're like, okay, they're not going to school. Right. But as soon as people see that they can read and write and do all the things that they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. then they calm down a little bit. But sure. then this transition is probably the absolute hardest. Really? For all of us. Okay. Because, you know, Chloe's really struggling with the constant questions about where are you going to college? Where are you going to college? Right. And, 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 to, and to, to say I'm not. Mm-hmm. And... To not have that interpreted as failure. Right. Like, I've chosen not to start mm-hmm. college, but you're not a failure. Right. It's and a choice. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that there's so many routes to success mm-hmm. uh, that don't involve college or involve it later or just mm-hmm. partially. Or I mean, there's so just to open yourself to the options. Mm-hmm. But as, as a parent of kids who uh, are making their own decisions... And that when we say we're okay with your decisions, we're okay with your decisions. It's not us saying, well, we're okay with that. It's not really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you got to be like, you got to be okay with it. And so that's, that's hard. Just like Mm -hmm. letting go of your little fantasies about what your kids are going to be or trying to live vicariously Mm -hmm. through them and just to try to step back and enjoy the ride, you know, enjoy watching what they do Mm -hmm. and really believing that it's going to be okay. It's Mm going to be all right. If you... If you know, if these are the kids that you raised, then you have to trust that they're going to make right. good decisions. You have to trust what yeah. you did. Right, right. It's like this would be <laughs> a horrible be time to be like, oh, <laughs> oh I, what, did I do? what did I do? Right. And so, you know, parents get a lot of pressure from other parents. Sure. Because we measure each other by how well our kids are doing in college. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what that you talk stuff. about at a certain sure. age. That's what all the moms are talking about and right. all the dads. Where's your kid going to school? What's right. their GPA? It's, it's just as much pressure on the parents mm-hmm. as the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it's a lack of imagination, sure, of envisioning the other outcomes, and also scared that you're going to do the wrong thing, right. or people are going to think you're weird or think your kid's a failure mm-hmm. because they're not doing. They're the not going to get this certain job to make this certain amount of money because you have an expectation as right. a parent that, that this is gonna, the way you do it, right? And right. that there's only the like you said, the lack of imagination. There's only the one, one path to get yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so it's 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 stressful because you don't want to show that to your kids. Right. That you're worried or that you're a little anxious or you're feeling a little peer pressure Mm -hmm. from the other parents because Mm -hmm. your kid's going to Yale or, you know, whatever. And even though, you know, sure, that that's no guarantee. So what are some things that you do maybe internally or you and your spouse do together to to help yourselves get over some of that fear or to let go of some of that peer pressure? Huh. That's hard. I talk to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I keep, you know. I don't let that on to my kids, you right, know, because sure, you want to have complete mm-hmm. confidence in whatever they're doing. That's right. what's very important. And mm-hmm. I do. I guess, like, I don't, don't mean it to sound like I don't. No, you're not faking I that. Absolutely, yeah. I totally know my kids are going to be great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's I don't feel it quite as much now, you know. Right. Um, but 
we talk to each other. We talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Try to talk to people who have kids mm-hmm. that have done it this way and mm-hmm. are successful. Mm-hmm. Like remind ourselves that we weren't the first people to ever do this. Right. <laughs> so you're, you're... We're some of the first people to do it this way, but not the first people right. to do it this way. And so there's lots of very successful kids that, right. you know, and reminding ourselves that even people like Bill Gates never finished college. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. just really trusting it's going to be okay. Right. Like I'll, I'll feel myself be a little like, oh my God, what have I done here? And I'll look at my kids and be like, nah, they're fine. Right. They're good. This is what it's about. They've done this and this and this and this and this, you know, mm-hmm. all these experiences and mm-hmm. things. They're, it's good. So so again, going back to community, maybe not the exact same community you mm-hmm. had at homeschool, but you're still reaching out sure. to the, your community sure. and, and, help, and relying on them to help you mm-hmm. process those emotions so that you don't have to process them with your kids. Well, sure. And the people mm-hmm. around us right. who've known us for a long time sure. know that the the kids are great right. and that they're doing And fine. it doesn't seem odd to the people who are around you. No, it doesn't seem like anymore. it's non-traditional. Yeah. It seems like this course, is just what we do. Of course yeah. that's what they're doing because that seems like a natural <laughs> progression. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> but it is. I feel bad for for Chloe especially. Mm-hmm. You know, Colin at least has the, the least out that I'm like, oh, I'm going to college, you know, and, and people leave you alone. But right. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And so it's really... This was tough for Colin, too. Yeah. I, w- I must say this year of graduation, mm-hmm. you know, because we have we sent out announcements and we mm-hmm. have a party, you know, mm-hmm. to mark the end of like, OK. Right. A formal yeah, transition. This is, mm-hmm. Yeah. You have transitioned. All the decisions from here on out are you and we'll support you however we can. And so this this like little lead up May is just the worst. Yeah. Because everybody's talking about where are you going right. to go to college? What are you going to do? And I always I hate that for kids because mm-hmm. you don't have to figure it out when you're 18. No, no. Even the ones going to college don't have it figured no. out. They're just going to college because that's what you do. That's what you do. Some next. Of them do and that's not fair. Some people just know from sure. birth what they're going to do, but not very many 18 year olds. And that's mm-hmm. just so much pressure. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with that. I have a couple of clients who are graduating from college right now. Mm-hmm. And I just had a meeting with one of them yesterday and his mom. And they're like, we're going to grad school. I'm going to go to law school. And my first question was like, OK, so what do you want to get out of that? Well, uh, was his response. And his mom's response was, well, he's just done so well this last semester. I want him to capitalize on that success and continue to grad school. I said, I get that. Mm-hmm. But then what is he? You know, then what is the plan? Well. And it was a it was a process of of, of us talking through what you really want to get out of grad school. And if and, you know, for me, I went to grad school because I wanted to get a teaching certificate and I hadn't gotten one in high school mm-hmm. or in college. And then I wanted to get my, a master's in library science. Those that specific, especially library science mm-hmm. requires a master's degree in order to move forward. Correct. But a lot of jobs out there don't require a master's degree. And sometimes you get a master's degree and you feel like. Oh, I'm just paying for something that I don't. still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still, still paying, paying for, for something that I didn't actually need. <laughs> but having that conversation is mm-hmm. really, it's it, it. You see a lot of fear across the faces yeah. of both the parent and the sure. kid because I, there was this idea of what it was supposed to be, and also I think the idea for a kid, you know, they're in school, whether they've been homeschooled or not, mm-hmm. their life has been about this idea of education, right? All the way up until 18 and maybe 25 if they're mm-hmm. going to school. And now suddenly their life is not about education anymore. Right. And that can be terrifying because they don't know what to do themselves. They're scared. You know, one of my students, she keeps applying for jobs that don't even require a college degree. And I'm like, why do you keep selling yourself short? 
you have marketable skills. But she just doesn't feel like she has marketable skills. And she I think, feels, uh, you know, timid still. That's a big part of it. And I think that's a big motivator for us when we were homeschooling was mm-hmm. the uh, the soft skills, you know, or right. whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. the uh, emotional IQ and in communication. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being prepared for life mm-hmm. and not focusing all of our attention, like all roads lead to college. And right. then what? Because I see a lot in my practice. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of kids. It's like they get there. They've won the prize. They have the acceptance letter. They're here. I don't know what to do. Right. And they fall apart. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really wanted to reframe how we um, viewed life up until, you know, adulthood, that, right. that it's the experiences that are important, mm-hmm. that college is great. You know, mm-hmm. what's the takeaway? And right. it's not that you get a job. It's like, right. what did I learn here? What did I do here? How did I fail? Mm-hmm. How did I succeed? Mm-hmm. And so trying to emphasize that no matter what path you take, the important thing is to focus on what you're doing and, you know, why is this important? What did I learn from this? How can I get better? One percent every day, you know, that right. whole that whole thing mm-hmm. of just constantly focusing on on your experiences or what are the most important thing that, you know, you're going to go to college in like four years of your right. life. It's the shortest. I mean, it's the shortest amount of time you spend in school. In this little <laughs> period. Yeah. And it, you know, so many of us will tell you, I don't work in what I got my degree in. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, they, they obsess about their GPA. Mm-hmm. I told a kid the other day. I'm gonna let you in on this. The second you walk out this door, nobody cares what your GPA not is. A, not at and all. they thought I had just revealed something to them. Right. The secret that, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously, when you yeah. go in for a job, they're not gonna say, what was your GPA? Not mm-hmm. once has anyone ever asked me that question. Nobody has ever asked me what my GPA is. And they just yeah. like, I don't understand how to look at the world any other right. way. Right. What do you <laughs> mean? I was like, what this do you mean? the most important thing in the world. <laughs> right, it's like once you got the degree in hand, you know, and to see something like college is just one tool of many to get where you want. The important thing is knowing where you want to go, figuring out what you want to do. And if college Mm -hmm. will help you get there, Mm -hmm. then college Mm -hmm. is useful to you. Mm -hmm. If you can get there without it and you're not interested, then it's not useful to you. And there's no reason to go do something just Mm -hmm. because that's what everybody does. Right. Right. And that uh, making sure my children understand that Mm -hmm. that's okay. Right. And that it's what's important is that you're Getting up and you're doing something mm-hmm. every day. That right. you're going out there and you're doing something. Right. And I'm thinking about Chloe, you know, in her in the fitness avenue that she's mm-hmm. taking. It, it, right now, college is not the right thing. But later, if she decides that mm-hmm. it is, sure, and you absolutely. said it's still there. I, I think about what a better student I was after I had been out of college and worked for several years. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to college to grad school, yeah. I was a completely different student. And so I think about that with my own, my own kids. They're mm-hmm. much younger than yours, but I, my husband and I are already talking about a gap year. Yeah, delaying is not delaying a good tactic. College. Yeah. I mean, college, I th- still think will probably be the path sure. that my kids choose, but trying to get them to, you know, putting that, you know, little seed right now, like, what are you going to do during your gap year? Are you going to go live with Tio and Tia in Honduras? Or are you going to go volunteer? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to go do this so that they can become better? I, mean, I just feel like when you spend a little bit of time away from school, it helps you become so much better at school. So what do you think about that when you see that in your practice or if you see that with Chloe or even with Colin? Sure. Taking a little time away can be helpful. I think it's extremely helpful because like I said, college doesn't do you any good unless mm-hmm. you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, we put the cart before the horse sometimes. We stick them in college and that's where they figure out what they want to do. Right. What's wrong with taking a year or two off to figure out what you want to do and know which degree 
which classes, what mm-hmm. things are going to be useful mm-hmm. to you in your future life mm-hmm. rather than it's just a place to go. Right. Just to, cause I don't know what to do. Right. Right. So I, I'm a big proponent of gap years, you know, mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. the case, as long as you're just out doing something. Sure. Sure. You know, we're lucky. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a first world thing. To right. Be like, oh, just go do stuff. But, right. But we are, you know, we're lucky. So just, you know, go do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and gain those experiences. Sure, because mm-hmm. you'll you'll find out what you don't want to do. <laughs> right, and that's what I always say too. Is like knowing what you don't want to do is, is just very as helpful. Yeah, it's <laughs> not more important than knowing what you do want to do. Right. You know, I think it can be hard sometimes though with the students that that we work with, and even sometimes for our own children, because like my husband has worked with the same company since he was in college. You know, he got mm-hmm. this job as an internship, and he has worked with the same company doing not exactly the same thing. He's changed and done different things, but he's a civil engineer. And so what he does, I mean, he's been on that same path for 20 years. My kid's mom, my kid's mom has not been on one path <laughs> oh, no. the whole time. <laughs> but I think that sometimes the students I work with, they see their parents as, well, my dad's a lawyer or my mom's an accountant. Yes, absolutely. And that they they left college and they're just, you know, that, that it's a straight shot after college. And what I try to explain to them is that it's not, it's a winding road, you know, or it's a mm-hmm. jungle gym. And sometimes you're up here and sometimes you have to swing over here. But like you said a minute ago, it's those experiences that you gain along the way. Right. Even though I am not, I did not climb the career ladder in any sense of that word. Mm-hmm. Every single job along the way has, I've learned so much from it to help me get to where yeah. I am today. So how do you kind of cultivate that in your own kids to help them see that these experiences are valuable, especially when they're feeling that pressure from like, I'm a failure or people assume I'm a failure because I'm not following right. that traditional right. path. Well, um, my career path was completely non-traditional. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we have that, mm-hmm. you know, whereas their dad has been at the same company for 20 years or so. And before that, you know, he was in the film business and then he got a job with a company that works in that industry. And then Mm -hmm. he's been there for Mm -hmm. forever. So that's one way to do it. Yeah. And college, you know, James went to college, Mm -hmm. um, but that didn't really have anything to do. Oh, really? Okay. So he doesn't have a degree in film. He has a minor in film, but Mm -hmm. his major's in German. Oh, so yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So he's all, but he's always worked in the film right. business ever since, yeah. you know, through college, all through that. And I think the minor in film was just because he had to, he knew some stuff. So like, sure. yeah, we'll do That's... that. And um, so, but that, that field that he works in, most people don't go to college. Yeah. And they learn on the job. Yeah. And that's a huge field. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, even if you go to college, you're not learning anything about being on a film set or, you know. Right. That's, that's uh, a lot like getting a degree in teaching. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, hmm. And so uh, both of us kind of have experiences in gig economy mm-hmm. and self-employment mm-hmm. and, and long-term employment. So we're able to at least share our experiences. Sure. And that helps with our fear a little bit. Yeah. Because we didn't do it that way. So, right. and we were okay that mm-hmm. a lot of it just depends on you. Sure. And I tell them, you know, you just got to throw yourself out there. Every job I've ever had, somebody mentioned something and I said, I can do that. Yeah. Even though I have no clue if I can do that. Right. And so, um, and it, and it worked. Right. So you got to take a few risks. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that, that mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to mm-hmm. throw yourself in and give it a try. And because that's how I ended up in coaching. Yeah. It's just a random email from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Give that a try. I'll give that a try. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. So it yeah. is. It's great. Then I use those experiences with my kids. I'm like, right. 
So I'm wondering how, you know, we talk about taking these risks and that's a big deal for me too. My kids are starting riding their bikes to school. Mm -hmm. And so it's scary, it's scary, but it's also really important for me to, for them to be able to take those small risks, um, where I can think about when I'm, you know, I tell my clients this, my college clients this, that I took AP Chem 2 in high school and it was the most terrible class I'd ever taken, but I got a C in that class and because I got a C in that class, when I got to college, I didn't have this fear surrounding if I, what, what's going to happen if I don't make an A or a B. Because I'd already experienced that failure or that mm-hmm. not perfect success. Sure. And so I had a better understanding of what that looked like for me and to know that I could overcome it. So that when I did get into college and I did inevitably make C's um, because I wasn't prepared for some of those classes, I didn't have the same fear and guilt and loathing that I might have had if I hadn't had that mm-hmm. experience first. So when you talk about taking these risks with your kids, what does it look like when there's failures? Well, we talk a lot about that too, that mm-hmm. that's an inevitable part of mm-hmm. life and, mm-hmm. and taking risks and everything else. It's like, yeah, you're just going to, you're just going to bomb it, man. Sure. You're, it's okay. That, Cause you're going to learn more from that yeah. than you are from the successes. Right. And even, you know, my son deals a lot with uh, anxiety mm-hmm. and OCD. Mm-hmm. And so college is, is a little tricky sometimes. Yeah. And he hit a rough patch where, um, you know, he had to do some work on that. And so, you know, his grades were suffering a sure. little bit. He got towards the end and he was really kind of freaking out. And, you know, I always jokingly say, man, I give you permission to write the worst paper you have ever written in your entire <laughs> life. Cause you know what? It's not going to make that much difference right. down the road. It's, it's okay. Yeah. And you know, he ended up getting all A's and B's even with his crappy paper that he turned <laughs> in, but it was just so hard for him mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. loosen up a little bit mm-hmm. and just, you know, because sometimes you, you get that paralyzing thing where it's all or right. nothing. And it's, like, it's either I'm going to write the perfect paper or I'm right. not going to turn anything in. Right. And I, I do it with my students all the time. It's like, I give you permission to just throw some words on a paper and turn it in. Yeah. Because well, you just need to get something in. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a C is better than a zero. Right. That that whole like, notion of, of giving yourself permission or giving the clients permission, I feel like that is, is something big with the college students because they... I feel like so many of them have been have had so much structure in their lives. Absolutely. That they don't know how to make those kinds of decisions. It's not that they're not they're not they haven't failed in anywhere. They just haven't been given the opportunity to make those kinds of choices for themselves. And so they do need to get permission you from someone. You have to let them fail. Right. Like you have to. And it's the hardest thing in the world you'll ever have to watch is watching your kid fall down or fail or mm-hmm. do something scary, but you have to remind yourself that if you don't mm-hmm what are they going to do? I mean, right. when, when real failure hits and right. real crisis happens and mm-hmm. somebody's always picked up the pieces for you, mm-hmm. you know, and if it's really scary for you, you can set it up. There's nothing wrong with a, like, I know my kid's about to do this thing and I think it's not going to go well, but I'm going to, in this instance, I'm going to step back mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch it happen and I'll be prepared to, to help them through it, sure. you know, cause it's hard for you too. Sure. But uh, like you're talking about the kids going off to ride the bikes, you know, have you have to step back and recognize that that's you. That's your fear. Right. That, you know, this is where math comes in. Statistically, nothing is going to happen to that kid. That kid is going to be fine. Right. And you have to just I have to constantly remind myself it's terrifying sometimes, like when they get in the car and drive off, you know, they start driving. It's like, okay, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that this is my fear and I do not want to give it to them because right. you're going to really hamstring them if you're like just burden them with your fears too. And so you're just mm-hmm. going to have to find a way, whatever that is, mm-hmm. to go with the other moms, 
over here sure. and cry and complain and, right. and be fearful so that you can present this face to your kids that, mm-hmm. yeah, you got this, mm-hmm. you got this. Oh, you failed. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry about that. What are you going to do? Yeah. Because that's the only way to learn. Failure is the only way to learn. Yeah. I feel like that failure when you have that safety net and you mm-hmm. have that support, it, it, because you're, you're not saying that you're just hanging them out the, to dry. No, absolutely said, not. You know, I'm right here watching it. Right. I, like, and I'm going to be here when it yeah, happens. Sure. But that gives them such confidence if they've had it that does. failure so that later when there's not as big a safety net or the stakes are so much higher that they, they know that they can get themselves through it. And the thing that I find with kids sometimes that haven't failed a lot, mm-hmm. they have a hard time distinguishing between real failure yes. and getting a C on a paper. Yes. And so, you know, there's a difference, right? right? And they have, a, you know, they, they just boom, react to these really small things. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have a good perspective mm-hmm. on failure mm-hmm. or, you know, stumbling and mm-hmm. stuff like that because mm-hmm. the little things have been handled for them right. sometimes by very well-meaning adults. Of I don't mean to criticize anybody because I, I, I feel how hard it is to right. not just get in there and oh, yeah. do stuff for your right. kids. It's hard, but it's practice. You just need to do a little at a time right. and just keep practicing right. until it gets easier. Right. Just be like, yeah, sorry about that. You also made it. You also said something that when you do see your kids with this failure, you ask them, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Rather than swooping in and fixing it, which all of us have done. I mean, all parents have done that. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a step back and asking them, how are you going to fix it so that they can learn those problem solving skills? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do and how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't mind helping, but you tell me. Right. what you need for me. I'm not going to tell you what you need for me. Yeah. Wow. So you decide what you want to do and let me know how I can help. Yeah. That can, that takes a lot of courage. It too. sure does. Because you're <laughs> like, mom. we could get this done in 15 minutes. <laughs> if oh, we just God. do it this way. But no, we're going to do it your way. <laughs> we're going to do it your <laughs> way. <laughs> you, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the number of times I've told Especially that to my with young daughter. children, oh. like, you know, you're not loading the dishwasher right. <laughs> right. If you would just sit down and do your homework yeah, rather than would, complaining know, about doing your know, homework, right. you would have been done 10 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So um, I just want to kind of wrap up and talk a little bit about um, the, the, the main points that we hit on, that, that you had a community of people mm-hmm. in, in different communities, but you've had a community of people that mm-hmm. you lean on. That's very important. Yeah, yes, it's very important. Mm-hmm. And then also having that um, time where you can kind of talk through your own fears and your own anxieties, yes. but not putting those on your kids. And you also have to have your own life. You have to be yeah. a separate from your kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you just get too involved mm-hmm. in everything mm-hmm. to where you just don't have a life. Right. That's not good for your kids. Right. That is not. Because, you know, if I don't have interesting experiences to share with my kids, Mm -hmm. then I become a really, you know, I don't come, I'm not a very exciting person. I'm a very, you know, great person to be around. So you really have to focus hard on Mm -hmm. setting some boundaries for yourself Mm -hmm. and um, pursuing within reason what you can Mm -hmm. on your own. Like your own, you have to be self-differentiated from your kids. You have to, you have to be you raising these kids, not us the servant right. of this process that can be so hard it's hard, it's so it hard, to, hard. To, to extricate yourself from that in that relationship because it requires letting your kids fail because right. you are not going to sit there for right. six hours and do their homework mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying right. that means I, i'm going to this thing mm-hmm. that i got planned i'm sorry you didn't get that done mm-hmm. and you're gonna fail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i offered to help you yesterday right right sorry well i think that that's really important because not only are you 
creating your own space for yourself and letting them fail, but you're also modeling for them what you want them to see. You want them to see experiences and you want them to see parents who are involved in things outside of just their kids, because that's the kind of parent that you're hoping that if they're ever parents, that they might want to be that same type of parent. Right. Or if they don't want to be parents, right? All they have is this model of you just being this self-sacrificing, devoted Mm -hmm. person, which is Mm -hmm. beautiful. You're a beautiful person, but you're not really uh, showing them what you could be. Right. 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 That there's that there are modeling mo- what it is you're trying to, you know, because that's a huge thing for us. Right. It's like we've got to model what we mm-hmm. want our kids to be. I can tell them all day long, mm-hmm. but if I'm not doing the things that I'm to, if I'm not constantly trying to get one percent better, if I'm not constantly learning right. from my failures, if I'm not constantly learning all the time, mm-hmm. you can't expect that from your kid. Right. You can't just say go to school and then sit home and watch TV all day. I mean, it just doesn't work right. that way. Yeah. At all. You can't expect them to be able especially to if they don't solve. go to school. Oh. <laughs> Right, you know, I know because they're sitting there watching you watch TV. <laughs> yeah, all day. it's like you're it. You Wait know, a minute, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You got to model that constant, right. you know, <laughs> attitude of learning and growing right. all the time. Right. Awesome. So, thank you for your time today. Yeah, I really no appreciate problem. you chatting with me about this subject, especially this time of year. You know, as we're transitioning into hard. the summer, it can be a hard time of year whether you're graduating from high school or graduating from college, mm-hmm. or even just going from middle elementary school to middle Absolutely. school. Mm-hmm. All of those transitions for our kids and our clients are big transitions for them. But I think that one of the things that we've talked about today too, is that they're big transitions for parents too. And as parents, we have to know what we want from our kids and then we have to model that behavior. You got to cut yourself some slack. Yes. I think that's a hard job. It is a hard hard job. job. (laughs) I remember right after we had our son, Walker, our son, Walker, Spencer said to me, if I had known it was going to be this hard. And I was like, <laughs> stop your sentence because you don't want to finish it. You don't want me to, you don't want to say, he's like, that's not what I mean. It just, no one tells mm-hmm. you that part of it. You just think we're going to have this joyous little baby this and it's going to be lovely. And while there are many aspects of it that are lovely, that seems to be what people want to focus on is the loveliness of being a parent. But we've, in order for all, all of these parents to feel like we're not alone, this community of yeah there's drudgery in, in it too and that's sure. okay and it's okay for you to feel but that there's drudgery. stuff to learn there and there's a lot of stuff to learn there there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to learn about to yourself learn there. yeah yeah so that you can yeah. be this independent person and model that mm-hmm. for your kids yep. um, yeah well thank you so much for You're your welcome. time i really appreciate it so i just want to say thanks everyone for listening i appreciate you spending another a bit of your time with us today hopefully you've learned something and hopefully we've given you some things to think about because really that's what we want to do each time we get together is give you some things to think about um again i'm leanne maxwell with panther city partners this was andrea with adp coaching and i'd like to ask you again if you haven't started please follow me on instagram at panther city partners in that you can shout out some ideas for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. You can let me know if you have other transitions or changes in your own life that you think are ripe for for opportunity for us to talk about. Thank you so much for your time and we'll talk to you again soon. 